1: Welcome to Losing a Child, Always Andy's Mom. I'm Marcy Larson, Andy's Mom. So today's episode is special. It is my Moments of Hope uh, holiday special. And normally I start with an introduction where I sort of talk about the upcoming guest and the episode a little bit. Today, I'm just going to let these women speak for themselves and tell these stories in their own way. And then I'll do a little wrap up at the end. So I hope you enjoy these messages of hope. All right, thank you, Meredith, for uh, agreeing to talk to me for a few minutes today. First of all, I want you to tell us a little bit about Tommy. Sure.
2: Um, Tommy, um, his name is Thomas Joseph Hamlin, and he spent three Christmases with us. Um, he was born on November ninth, so he was just a little baby for his first Christmas. But um, we have lots of Christmas memories of him, and a lot of them involved dancing. And um, <laughs> we would always put a Christmas song on each night from December first through the twenty fifth, and he would dance around the room. And we did a little Advent calendar. Um, he was two years and four months old when he died and um, we have a lot of traditions that we have always done with our kids and that he got to be a part of for three years Uh, he loved to look at Christmas lights and make Christmas cookies and make a big mess
1: yeah so what's the memory you want to share or the little moment
2: um so last Christmas was our first Christmas without Tommy and um along the way we've had a lot of um different things that we just feel like the veil between this life and the next is very very thin and um we didn't go a lot of places the first year we just stayed home together as a family we have three other young children and um but one night we sort of ran out of meal freezer meals (laughs) eventually and it was around Christmas time and so we went out to a place to have dinner and I just stopped in a little store um, on the way in and in this store um, there were these little clipboards that were for sale and um, they had a display and um, they just had a little example little Christmas note to Santa and we wa- I walked in and it said dear Santa all I want for Christmas is a blue bike thank you and Merry Christmas love Tommy H <laughs> And wow. if it had said just Tommy or Thomas, that would have been one thing. But Tommy H. just felt very, like the, that veil was very thin. Yeah,
1: like that was, I mean, for them to pick that name mm-hmm. of any names, that was just for you, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah.
2: So I went to the store owner and, of course, asked if I could buy the display and um, asked them if you know if they wrote that with anybody in mind. And they said no, they just put a name on there yeah. and so, so you told them Yes, yeah, so I told them what did they say uh he told me about a book called uh whispers from heaven and um we just shared some of the different whispers that from heaven that we had had over the last eight or nine months and you know that's continued even he's been gone for 20 months now so
1: well thank you so much for sharing that Meredith I love that that's beautiful thanks for letting me share yeah gonna take a picture of that clipboard so I can put it on the website
2: for people to see too. Sounds good. Mm -hmm.
1: Okay so now Meredith has one more (laughs) great story to tell that she just told me and so now I said I told her she has to do it again.
2: (laughs) Um, A friend of ours sent us a verse about the Lord giving you treasures in the darkness and so we've looked for treasures in the darkness of the last 20 months and Um, we go to these, as a family, we go to these dark night sky parks where there's no light pollution and we can look up at the stars and just sort of talk to our other young kids about how big God is and where Tommy is. And so um, we went to our third dark night sky park in February of this past year and and it was in Florida and it was in this prairie land and we only had one day there and it started to rain and, um, we were really disappointed about not being able to see stars, uh, with the rain. And then, um, so I walked off by myself, um, away from our family and just talked to Tommy for a couple minutes. And then all of a sudden, um, the sky sort of broke open and there was a double rainbow and, um, and we had only seen another double rainbow, um, with Thomas when we were fishing one day, and I have a picture of him with a double rainbow and the three boys, and um, and I, my husband and I looked across the field at each other and just pointed up at the sky and said, look, and um, so we just constantly remind our boys of if they ever start to doubt that God sees us, how could he take Tommy from us? believe that he does see us and that he loves us and he sends us these (laughs) treasures in the darkness.
1: Yeah, little things to hold on to when everything seems so, so dark. Okay, now we're welcoming back Judy from Episode 9. Judy has a really fun kind of a story to tell and really amazing
3: so go ahead Judy thanks Marcy it's nice to be here I was having coffee with my daughter's sister-in-law we've gotten very close since my daughter passed away she passed away two and a half years ago and um, I was having coffee, coffee with her last week and she said I bought you something for Christmas and I said oh that's so sweet and I opened the bag and there was um, pajamas. And she goes, Look, snow globes. And I said, Oh my, they were covered with snow globes. And she goes, Brooke loves snow globes. She loves so and I said, She did. And she looked at me puzzled and I said, But Tiffany, I said, Brooke gave me pajamas every year for Christmas. And this is the first year since she passed away that I've gotten pajamas. And she's like, You're kidding me? And I said, no, and then I opened the package further, and she had gotten a pair of pajamas for my daughter's little girl, Bella, and she got a pair of pajamas for my soon-to-be um, next granddaughter, so that next Christmas we can take a photograph of all three um, all three of us in the snow globe pajamas to honor Brooke. And it was just it was so amazing that not only did she think of the snow globes, but she didn't realize Brooke gave me pajamas. And it was like I said, Brooke is up there going. I think that would be a good idea, Tiff,
1: get my mom pajamas. (laughs) I know. She gave her the idea, didn't she? She A little prompting to go, hey, look at those pajamas. I think those would be great for for Brooke's mom. She
3: did. And like I said, I haven't gotten a pair of pajamas for Christmas since my daughter died. This is the third year. And it was like when I saw the pajamas, I thought, I know Brooke had something to do with this. Mm -hmm. I know she did. Yeah. I know she did.
1: I, can you also t- talk about what you are w- going to be working on with your grandkids <laughs> too? Yes, because I think that's yes. neat. Um, mm-hmm.
3: My grandchildren, the oldest ones especially, knew how much their mother loves snow globes. There's something about snow globes; she just had to have them all the time. And so this weekend, I have all of my, all three of my, the kiddos, and we are going to be making snow globes. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Hobby Lobby yesterday, got all the materials, and we'll be making snow globes. Uh, there'll be angels and snowmen. And we'll be making those, I think, every year from, from this Christmas forward. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a tradition that we'll do. We'll make snow globes
1: in honor of their mom. In honor mm-hmm. of their mom. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of a special thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they're going to be able to think about going forward. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope they still have some snow globes with them in the house. Do you know? <sighs> or I, I haven't seen any. Yeah. I,
3: I don't know. I don't know what happened to her collection. Um, Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know. But it's okay. But now you can start a new collection. We'll start a new collection. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. and we're also going to do, um, somebody at a grief share last night had said something about writing letters. Because I have my daughter's Christmas stocking out. Um, I couldn't put it out the first, any stockings the first year. But now I have them out. And I'm going to see if the kids want to write a letter to their mother and I'm going to put them in and I will put them in the stocking and we'll do this every year. And then someday when I'm gone, the kids can read the letters, can get the letters
1: well, and yeah, Judy just shared, We Judy and I are in the same mm-hmm. grief support group. Mm-hmm. So it was a couple whose son died a couple of years ago mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. And that first year, they had all the stockings up. And his dad, I think, originally wrote the first letter to him and put it in the stocking. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us at the support group are considering doing that. Mm-hmm. I know I had thought... <laughs> I'm just not putting up any stockings. Because we had a whole discussion about it. You put up everybody's stocking. Mm -hmm. Everybody's. Um, One of the women there had put up all the stockings except her sons, Mm -hmm. except yesterday. Mm -hmm. They ended up feeling like that was wrong, and so they got his stocking out and Mm -hmm. they put it up. Mm -hmm. But I think all of us are feeling like that may be a neat thing to do, Mm -hmm. um, to put little letters in there. Another thing that I have heard – I can't even remember who told me this, but they um, have people that would have bought, would have purchased gifts for their child, put money in the stocking, Mm -hmm. and then they take all that money and they buy books that they end up distributing out. So that's also a kind of cool idea. That's a really good idea. Yeah. To do that too. Indeed.
3: Yeah. But the letters for sure. We'll we'll be writing yeah, letters this year. Yeah, the
1: letters, yeah. and then to be able to look at them in mm-hmm. the future and think about. I know I wrote a letter to Andy last mm. year, I, just in a notebook. I wrote it right on Christmas. Um, so, and I don't know that I will read it. Maybe I'll read it this year mm-hmm. at Christmas. Who knows?
3: I haven't yet. I haven't. Um, I haven't written a letter to Brooke. Um and I think it's a good time to start now. I do. I think it's time for me to start mm-hmm. writing her a letter. I mean, I I visit her all the time, so, <laughs> but I yeah. think it's time to to write a letter. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: used to write little letters to Andy and then I didn't for a while and now I now I've started writing a book actually. So, um but that's been therapeutic and helpful to me too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, still hard, hard to do. It's, you know,
3: it's like we were discussing Christmas decorations, how hard it is to decorate after the loss of a child. Um, For me, I think I've been really blessed because of the grandkids because they're Mm -hmm. so excited about Christmas Mm -hmm. that although it's difficult, it's still exciting for me because Mm -hmm. I see their faces light up when they walk in my house and they look at all the decorations. And I do have a lot of decorations from elementary school that have pictures Mm -hmm. of my daughter and my son, on
1: them. And, yeah, I, and we are having yeah. such a hard time mm-hmm. doing that yet. And I think it's just because it's still so fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel bad about that because Peter's not that old. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like I need to give him more of a Christmas. But I think, honestly, I think I need to ask for help. Mm-hmm. I think I need yeah. to ask for somebody to come help me do that because mm-hmm. digging out those Christmas decorations is just too difficult for me to do by myself it is
3: it is hard I mean when I look at her little decorations from um elementary school I'll look at the different years and I'll think oh look at how cute she was or I remember this picture I remember making the ornaments because I was the room mom so I made all Mm -hmm. of the ornaments and to not have those on my tree would be very difficult for me because it's it would be like I'm saying she didn't exist, and she did mm-hmm. exist. She was, she's, and she's still with us in our hearts. So, because she is, she's still going to be on my tree, on my mantle. Well, mm-hmm. and Peter
1: said to me when we were trying to decide whether to put up a tree or not this year, he mm-hmm. said, "Do you think maybe we could get a tree and just not decorate it?" And <laughs> I was thinking, um, no, probably not, because in his mind, the decorations were too difficult because there's so many that have Andy's name on it. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't want to see them all and see that reminder. But for me, it would have been it would be much more painful to look at an empty tree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, sure. so I actually would have done better. Actually, I probably would have done better with a tree than anything else because there are little pieces of Andy mm-hmm. that would go on the tree, but. The rest of my family did not want a tree unless it was like empty. So now we're just not doing a tree at all. <laughs> or you could
3: do strings of popcorn mm. and uh, the, the homemade. Um, we, well, you know Garland what, we it
1: did actually, we have an artificial tree up mm-hmm. north that we bought. Mm-hmm. Kmart was going out of business, and so we got it at like 10% of the mm-hmm. m- marked price or yeah. something. So um, I did put that up when we went up um, the weekend after Thanksgiving, because that just has very, you know, just has like silver balls mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. go on it. And we are going to be there Christmas Eve, so... Maybe that will be mm-hmm. enough.
3: Well, you know, I, I was given an angel, a, a, a wooden angel, uh painting, painting of an angel from one of my daughter's best friends the year she died. Um, she came over with her two daughters, and she said, we bought this for you because this reminded us so much of Brooke. And I, I opened it, and it was um, this angel in a blue dress with this long blonde hair, because my daughter mm-hmm. had this beautiful blonde hair. And I've made a couple of them for... Really important people in my life. I've painted them on on canvas, and I think I might paint them for my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Um, And 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 say it's your angel or 2019. Just something. I think I might paint them for my grandchildren because when they look at that, they they're like she has hair just like mom's. Yeah, you know. So that would be cool. I'm thinking about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about all these different things that I can do to make Christmas a little. A little better
1: yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: yeah well thank you so much You're Judy. Welcome. my pleasure
1: mm-hmm. Next we have another Judy. <laughs> this Judy is Brett's mom though so go ahead Judy, if you want to start telling us a little bit about Brett
4: Yes um, our son Brett was 45 um, and died when he died of bladder cancer and um, any of you who have lost a child to cancer you know what a terrible. Um, heart-wrenching thing that is um, as onlookers watching your child die. But um, he was the oldest of five children. So after he died, people we didn't know would say, how many children do you have? And that's a very difficult thing to answer. Mm -hmm. And it always brought tears. Do I say I have four children? Do I say I have five and one's in heaven? And then you have to explain all of that It's just very difficult, but um, our Sunday school class had gone um, singing at a nursing home on Sunday night, and we had a soup supper afterwards, and uh, a lady I didn't know well sat next to me and didn't know our story, and she asked me how many children I had, and I thought, wow, to myself, I'm thinking, I haven't had to answer this for a couple of years because Brett died in 2016. And I just paused for quite a while. I wasn't sure how to answer it. And I finally said, we had five. And I thought, wow, I actually said that. I didn't cry and I didn't get weepy. So I felt like that was a victory, that I could actually say that and be okay.
1: Yeah. That is a victory. Yeah. Honestly, it really is. And
4: I understand that maybe tomorrow someone will ask me and I will cry but yeah. that's okay too yeah I know
1: I cry every time I know yeah and it's because it is a really really hard question and when you know it's coming right because I always feel like I know it's coming yeah and uh, then that's that can be harder too I think the anticipation mm-hmm. so in some ways it may have been a little bit better for you that it felt out of the blue
4: out of the blue totally <laughs> yeah. out of the blue and I and I wasn't prepared for it yeah. so yeah
1: so that's kind of can be good and bad because so, Sometimes it's good because you don't have the time to dread it. But sometimes it's bad because things catch you off guard. Right. And when right. things catch you off guard, sometimes that grief can sneak up on you too and you can just mm-hmm. get overwhelmed. So, so that, was, that a, was
4: a great. It was a victory. I, yeah. I kind of a little bit later I got up to get a little bit more of the delicious soup and I thought to myself as I walked away, wow, you actually did that. And you didn't cry. Yeah. All right. Thanks. You're welcome.
1: Okay. Now I'm welcoming back Stephanie. You all know Stephanie from, uh, what were you, episode two or three? I think you were in the very first two, release.
5: Yeah? Two or three. One, two or three. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I, I released them three on the same day, so now I can't yeah, that's remember. That's right, that's right.
5: Yep. Well, Marcy, right. thanks so much uh, for asking me to share something. Um, I know you're doing sort of these little messages of hope, um, and I will admit this is our third Christmas Mm-hmm. Um, our cert- third set of holidays without Kian physically here with us and um, I wish I could say it was easier than last year <laughs> uh, it's just different yeah. and um, so it's been a little bit of a struggle but we this last weekend um, our daughter is in one of the auditioned choirs at our, the, our big high school and she had this whole Christmas tea event so it was all you know we had to set a table and all the fancy china and Oh, it was just it. It felt so heavy, like just a lot of everybody was going to be happy and celebrating, and I just wasn't sure that I was really into that. Um, but we did it, you know. I wanted to do it for Abby and be there and do the right thing for her, so we did. And um, we got everything set up. Are we good? We got everything set up, and our the rest of my family came in to watch the show. And um, Paul, my husband, said. Um, to Mackenzie one of our other daughters Mackenzie you got to tell mom what we just saw and you know part of the holidays for me that is really hard is I don't ever feel complete when we're doing family things mm-hmm. so if it's just the girls basketball game or if it's just Jamal swimming or if it's just some of us it, I it's easier for me but when everybody's there mm-hmm. and we all were there to watch Abby perform and um, so Mackenzie she looked at me and she she sort of misses Kean the most um if you can put a a most on it but she's had a hard time and she said mom um when we were pulling into the school to come to the tea all of a sudden I looked up and there was a rainbow right over the school
6: oh, and
5: wow. rainbows are sort of our thing Keen loved rainbows um and I like there was no rain, say There was no rain. There was no precipitation in the air. I didn't get to see it, but just them telling me about it. And she was so uplifted. And I could tell Paul was uh just, you know, walking a little lighter um by just saying we feel it like her like saying. There. Absolutely. Yeah. We feel like it was Kian and God saying, Look, she's right here. She's still right here with you. She is listening to Abby sing her heart out and she's so proud of her and I'm going to show you that we're still here. And that's, that's just how we took it. It was awesome and amazing and made that concert so much more bearable just to have that reminder. And then I just had something else actually happen today. Okay. Um, again, rainbows are a thing. We have people will send me rainbow pictures, and I have a rainbow necklace that I wear or a bracelet all the time. And um, we have rainbows all over our house. Kian loved everything in rainbow order. And um, just today, before I was on my way out the door, um, this box came and I had no idea. I was like, I didn't order anything from Amazon like today. Like it's usually there's Amazon is <laughs> dropping right. things off regularly. And it wasn't today. I was like, what is this? And, and it just said to me and it didn't have a really return address. And I opened it up and somebody, and I do not know who it was, I cannot figure it out, sent me um, these boots they are winter boots but the around the bottom are all rainbow colors uh, the, all the rainbow stripes so I don't know maybe it was you Marcy I have no <laughs> idea but um just you it know it was not those, me like, I would tell you this, it
1: was now. But. that
5: is it's those little things like seeing the rainbow or someone remembering and um saying Kian's name or sending me the rainbow shoes or whatever um even just those the look on someone's face and they're like yes I know this is a hard time of year that is sort of what gives me the hope um, to kind of keep trudging through uh-huh. what can be a really hard time of year, and still, and still is, and,
1: and still is, and you know, I think, <laughs> I mean, just talking about that and how hard that is, I know I have had a very hard last few days. I feel like I've been crying on and off mm-hmm. for like four days now, to the point where this morning, when I was crying once again, I, I was thinking to myself, can I really? even do this episode today right can I talk about messages of hope when things don't feel very hopeful right because really it's not feeling that hopeful it's not I mean I, I said know, that to I, you I just I I it started all on Saturday night and we went to Costco I have a blog post on it <laughs> everyone's telling talking to me about my Costco trip which was not good no oh. and I and then I just felt like I've just been crying since then. Peter had a concert um, for the Grand Rapids Square of Men and Boys, the first one. There are yep. three more this mm. coming weekend, but he had the first one. And I left towards the beginning literally sobbing. Right. I mean, I right. was sobbing yep. at the door, having someone just hold me to even keep me to be able to stand upright. Up. Yep. yep. Um, so it, it is hard. It is. Hard. Yeah. Um, you know, but, I've been oh yeah. go ahead. But then talking to some of you lovely ladies <laughs> and hearing some of these stories um does bring me a little bit yeah. of, of hope yeah. for for the future. And and somebody asked me, Have you have you seen some of those things? And and I don't know that I really have yet. Right. Right. And I really, really hope I do. You will,
5: I promise. And
1: I just hope you know and I hope that I start to <laughs> to have nice dreams about Annie oh, I and know. all of those types of things, but I don't
5: get those. We one I of our daughters does. I think it's okay,
1: but. though, if you don't yet. Yep, it so is. Anyway, I, well, just I was just going to say, yeah, too.
5: absolutely. It totally is. And sometimes it's just a matter of settling it. And actually, most of the time, other people get those messages from Kian. It's not me. and yeah. But they tell, tell me about it. And mm-hmm. I get them, I kind of get a little mad. Like, Kian, really? Like, I'm your mother? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could you please show me the rainbows? But, oh, that's okay. Um, sometimes I think other people are just a little more open to it than I am sometimes. But, yeah. You know, we were talking um, about this season and how – Um, it is just, it's just hard, whether it is your first Christmas or your 10th or your 20th or your 50th Christmas without somebody that you love, it's just different than it ever was. And I had, I've been having some people say to me, um, really like it's your third, you're still struggling or you're still having a hard time. And I really, I really was getting kind of irate about that Mm -hmm. because yes, I am. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I decided, um. I shared my line with you earlier, but it's what I say to people. And there's a, a meme going around. It's not my own words, but, you know, I finally started being really honest with people and saying um, just because I carry it well doesn't mean it's not heavy.
3: Yeah.
5: And it sort of gives people a broader understanding of, oh, like, oh, Stephanie can coach and she can be at the swim meets and she can yeah. lead a grief group and she can do these things. But it's still that weight that you carry around, mm-hmm. and so I would encourage people to to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I'm going to start using that line for <laughs> I sure. Hope you do. I, I mean, hope you I do. just I just got asked last week, um, "Are you going to the office Christmas party?" And I said, "No." Right. And the the question was, "Well, why?" Right. And I said, "It's Christmas. It's just going to be too hard." Yeah. And I definitely got the. But you're doing so well. Yep. Because I'm back at work. I'm back seeing patients. I'm Nobody sees me crying right. there. I get through fine. I laugh mm-hmm. with kids. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I I, seem not much different. Although, honestly, I'm more caring absolutely than I was yes. before. Yep. And I think in it many does ways change I'm you. actually better yep. physician-wise than I used to be. But the my coworkers don't quite understand when I – I'm not going to go to the Christmas party, but it's an entirely different situation, entirely different atmosphere. I can do the work, but to sit down and celebrate and laugh and give secret Santa gifts and all of that. Oh no. I just can't do that. Nope. And, and so anyway, I love that line (laughs) and that's what I'm going to start. I hope you do. because I
5: think I probably said it before. Like I think unfortunately it falls to us to kind of teach people Um, and we want to be those teachers and it has come, it's been really heavy on my heart to just be very authentic with people because we want them to understand, but they really can't. And so the more honest we can be with them and saying, yeah, I might look like I'm put together, but my heart Mm -hmm. is really still broken and will be. And it's, it's just a process.
1: Well, and I think too, even for me to say when I'm doing this podcast, because I think the podcast makes people think <laughs> I'm doing pretty great, right, right? And people listen to me for an hour once a week. Yep. So for me to admit to all of you that mm-hmm. I've been crying for four days
5: is awesome. I, th- I just, got I to think say. it's okay. Absolutely. And
1: and may even. I, I don't think people know. need
5: to know that, Marcy. Yeah,
1: and they don't have to have expectations so high. I yeah, think.
5: absolutely. Oh, that is the whole thing, right? It's like um, bring your bar down. <laughs> yeah. You know, like Bring the bar of expectations <laughs> down very, very low because then you're not letting anybody down, you're, letting, you're not letting yourself down. And right. I think being honest about that. Does not only ourselves a world of good but it does the world a world of good too
1: mm-hmm. and I have people hugging me saying you're amazing like right. no I'm not <laughs> I'm just I'm doing not. my I thing here I'm so glad you think I'm amazing
5: it's all a mess I'm I I, yeah. I sit in the mess quite a bit and I think that's how you, you had to learn to be comfortable with it as my therapist says so
1: yes be comfortable in your mess <laughs> yes, okay exactly. great so that's our message, that's of, our hope message of hope today <laughs> okay thanks Stephanie thank you Okay, so now I have Gwen here with me and we are going to read some of the um, little messages that were emailed to me, just a couple. The only ones, unfortunately. So the first one is from Wendy, and Wendy writes, "My daughter, Anne Katherine Browning, died at 17 and a half years old on August 31st, 2019." Though she was struggling with epilepsy that wasn't fully controlled by medication, she lived a full and happy life. She was looking forward to a fun senior year of high school and making plans to attend college next year. She died tragically when she took a bath while she was at home alone Saturday evening. She had a grand mal seizure while she was bathing and drowned. This will be our first Christmas without her. After her death, her old soccer coach and dear friend referred to her as a ray of sunshine. So when I see a ray of sunshine busting through the clouds, I feel her presence. We had a Christmas tradition of picking our tree at the same lot every year. It is a lot at a church where my children had participated in youth group, so they had spent time volunteering there as well. Most years, I insisted that the kids poke their heads through the Christmas wreaths that were on display, and I would take their photo. I thought it was so cute and festive. Through the years, I got mixed enthusiasm and participation. This year at the Christmas lot, it was just me, my husband, and my 20-year-old son. I asked a young girl if she would take a picture of me and my son poking our heads through the wreaths. I figured it would be a pretty lame picture, just the two of us, but it made me feel better and I thought asking this young girl to take it would make her feel good, like I felt she was capable of taking a good photo. And then she attached two photos, one from 2014 with Anne Catherine in it and then the one that they took that day on November 29, 2019. It was a sunny day. But I don't recall seeing the sunbeam that was so vividly shining down right on me in the photo the young girl took. It gave me hope, thinking it was Anne Catherine's presence, letting me know she loved me and she was doing fine. It was a comfort.
7: It's oh, beautiful.
1: I know. Isn't it beautiful? Mm-hmm. And so those two photos will be then on the website oh, for great. people to be able to see. But just to explain it now it is so just just seems heavenly really Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it is just this beam of sunlight shining right on her nowhere else you can't see any other beams of sunshine except just lighting up this mother's face Mm and i'm just blown away i encourage you to go to the website just to look at this picture. I think I'll put it on Instagram too. So if you follow me
7: there, I'll have it there too. (laughs) That'll be beautiful. Yeah. Marcia's story is a lot like that. Yeah, it is. I am excited to read it. She titled it, The Best Christmas Gift of All, 2009. Our church service was beautiful and inspiring this morning. It was a Christmas message of the love that Jesus our Savior had for us. And because of the love, he has forgiven us whatever we may have done forever. That love has given us the hope that we have in heaven. My thoughts turned toward heaven and the special people I have waiting for me there, especially Matt. I looked to the right down our pew and saw another couple who had lost a child in recent years and I could see and feel the hurt that they too were feeling as they listened to the joyous holiday music, something only another bereaved parent could feel. My heart ached for them and myself my husband Perry, our son Scott, and all the other parents and their living children who are missing their children this year. I also sense that after 12 Christmases without Matt, my pain was not as intense as their pain only after a few Christmases without their precious daughter. I am grateful for the healing we have experienced, but I am baffled too at how pain and joy can coexist. As we walked out of the sanctuary, many people were greeting each other with a Merry Christmas. Each of them had their own story that most likely includes some pain. I wondered how many were really merry. I felt emotions well up within me, and I fought back the tears on our way back to the car. As we approached our car, I looked up to see a flock of geese flying directly overhead, honking freely in the cold, gray December sky. Matt was beginning to learn to goose hunt right before he passed, and geese have always been our gift from God after Matt's death, and they still fly over in the most needed times. As I got into my car, the tears began to flow. I covered my face so all the happy people wouldn't be able to see me, because who cries at Christmas? As Perry turned the key of the ignition, the radio came on. The first words we heard were angelic voices singing, Breath of Heaven. This song, Mary, the mother of Jesus, may have prayed. It continues as this. Breath of heaven, hold me together. Be forever near me. Breath of heaven, light in my darkness. Pour over me your holiness, for you are holy. Do you wonder as you watch my face if a wiser one should have had my place? But I offer all I am for the mercy of your plan help me be strong, help me be, help me. She says, I cried as we drove off listening to the words of that song, and I prayed this song while it played, hold me together, be forever near me. I was reminded again of how pain and joy can coexist, how God must love us to give us these gifts, a song in with just the words we needed to hear and the geese flying over that are remembrance of Matt. We miss Matt terribly, especially at times like these. But at the same time, we have the joy that because we love and trust our Lord and Savior, we will see him again in heaven. That is the best Christmas gift of all. Matt's mom, Marsha. That's beautiful. Yeah, and this happened in 2009, and a very wise friend told her to write that down. So she just didn't write it now for you, recalling it. Mm -hmm. That was actually right at that time, everything she was feeling and experiencing. And she said that was a really neat idea for that friend Mm -hmm. to tell her to do that. So she has this treasure. Yeah,
1: she sent that to me almost right away after I published that episode. And she said, I don't know if this is what you were looking for, but... Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is what I'm sending. And I said, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Yeah, perfect. That's perfect. So she was my very first one to hear from. Mm -hmm. Okay, I also want to read something that um, someone just sent to me. And it's funny because... um, Amy wrote that this came up on her Facebook memories today, and I do want to talk a little bit about the Facebook memories. Okay, yeah, just because <laughs> there's blindsided you this oh week. Oh my word, yeah. it does, and they really do, don't they? Mm-hmm. It's interesting. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's interesting how um, I I think before the times of Facebook, you did not have those things. You would have to most of the time. Get out a photo album right. and look at it in order to relive some of those memories. So they were a little more, um, you know, you would seek them out, mm-hmm. and anymore they end up being thrust upon you. And it, and I think that's also why this Christmas season has been tough mm-hmm. so far too, because the you know Peter has his Grand Rapids men. Uh, Choir of Men and Boys concerts coming up. He had one already. He has other ones. I would post that on Facebook every year. Mm -hmm. I would post which of my boys had solos and Mm -hmm. all of this stuff. And so having those come back is really, really hard. And um, I always play at the very end of each episode Andy singing Mm -hmm. that last verse of Away in the Manger from the concert series two years ago and that came across my facebook feed on saturday because Mm. that was the two-year anniversary of when i recorded that and i recorded that at the dress rehearsal so not actually at um the performance but at the dress rehearsal when he sang it just for me um so anyway it just gets thrown at you um in these unexpected ways. So here is one that Amy submitted that came across her Facebook memories on grief. Um, It is from a book uh, called Stitches. Amy Lamott wrote this book. So it says, the good news is that if you don't seal up your heart with caulking compound and instead stay permeable, people stay alive inside you and maybe outside you too, forever. Anne goes on to say, this is also the bad news because your heart will continue to hurt forever. But because grief is so frowned upon, so hard to even imitate bystanders to witness, you will think you must be going crazy for not getting over it. Keeping this pain a secret cuts you off from the truth of your heart and all that is real. The pain that grows less acute but does not disappear. Mm -mm. So I thought that was just kind of a a nice thing to remember. Um, Also goes along with feeling like in the holiday season, you should tuck it away. right, And hide it and put on that happy face. And that's really not doing yourself or your heart any good
7: no that's why when you and I talked a few weeks back about the holidays is that there's those moments of joy and sorrow and Mm -hmm. that you know if you're going to allow yourself to experience some joy we also have to allow ourselves to have those moments of sorrow Mm -hmm. not to have shame for that and again like they said the world doesn't Teach us that or allow for that. But we have to allow for it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, um, one of the things we did recently with our groups is have talk about bah humbug days. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm going to have these days. What are my rules if I'm going to have a difficult day? Yeah. So Saturday was a difficult day. Where? What did you do? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly,
1: I hid in my dark bedroom on my bed for over two hours Mm -hmm. and then I did go downstairs and I sat with the family and kind of rejoined things but for a while I just needed to be sad
7: yes
3: I just
1: really did Mm -hmm. needed to just miss
7: Andy right And, you know, Marcy, all along, I think, you know, people probably listen to your podcast and look at you and wonder, wow, she's doing so good. And I'm so, you know, and you probably hear that and go, wait a minute, because what you just did on Saturday, allowing yourself, I think I need people to hear, I would like people to hear that. That's part of why you appear to be doing well, because you allow for both feelings to be expressed and that you don't hold it in and you do it when it needs to be done and give it its welcome in your life rather than running from it. Really? Yeah.
1: Well, I felt like I was kind of running from it at the time because I just hid myself up in no. the bedroom. But I mean, overall, I did really just need to do that. Yeah. And then coming out, I did feel better. And I was't I was no longer, you know, short with my family and, mm-hmm. and kind of just irritable. I think it was past it more yeah. than... But it has been
7: just a challenging last mm-hmm. few days. Right. For sure. Now, people describe it to me like not feeling happy. Like you didn't come out of the room going, "No, that no. felt really good. You come out feeling the words I've heard are lighter or like some pressure's been released. Yes. I That's what I felt like I really needed to mm-hmm. do is just yeah. release some pressure.
1: And I, I think the pressure's just building because of it being this holiday season, so much because, gosh, my pop-off valve and pressure release, that's had to go off several times. <laughs> right, right, And it I... It builds quicker. <laughs> it does. I mean, I mean, so today is Tuesday. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and today already... I have had moments where I sobbed mm-hmm. I mean not just little tears but like cried hard and I don't think I'd had four days in a row of crying hard in quite a while. a while right so um it doesn't feel good no, I mean it doesn't no, but it does feel a little I mean when I today it was silly I just they I, I was at a meeting and with my office and it was fine and then at the very end they were just talking about like milestones that your kids go through and oh isn't it great when your kids are old enough to get their driver's license and they can drive around themselves and well yesterday again Facebook Facebook does not do good things for me sometimes (laughs) but a friend of mine on Facebook her son was one of Andy's dearest oldest friends got his license yesterday right And I should be driving with Andy Mm -hmm. because his birthday would be here in four months Mm -hmm. and he'd be getting his license. So he should be out practicing with me every day. So as they went on about that and then they also talked about, you know, being worried when their kids drove. And, of course, since we were Mm -hmm. in a car accident and Andy was killed in a car accident, that always freaks me out more anyway. Even Mm -hmm. today driving over, it's a snowstorm. I went past three accidents on the highway. Those don't go over well with me. Um, So anyway, but that just made me tear up and cry. And my coworkers are all looking at me like somebody handed me a Kleenex. Somebody patted me on the arm. And then I said, I just need to go. And I literally got in my car and started sobbing Mm -hmm. because I just needed to release it. And I think I only did it for maybe 45 seconds. And then I was able to get it together and drive away Mm -hmm. and go on with the day but I I actually
7: needed to release it yes all Mm -hmm.
1: because just bottling it in I wouldn't have been good
7: and I think that's why so many bereaved people end up with you know some physical reactions to grief or end up sick and their immune system is worn down because they're spending so much energy suppressing these feelings instead of allowing themselves to let them out I really believe that Mm um You know, one of the things when you said, oh, I've had four days and it's been a while. So I think sometimes that's what surprises people because they say I was doing so well. And it had been so long. I had somebody tell me
1: that last week, but you're doing so well.
7: (laughs) (laughs) So that knowledge base that just because I have these days doesn't mean I'm not doing well. You're doing the work of grief. You're releasing the pressure. You're expressing it. You're healing. And it doesn't. It, it actually allows for f- future growth, more growth than running from it. We've talked about that so many times, but I think part of these conversations that you have on this podcast is allowing your listeners to say, that's good for me. I need yeah. to do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess going up in your dark bedroom and crying <laughs> for two hours. Right. It's okay. It is, and then I'm sure there was some rest in there. Was there a little bit of rest yeah, where you a just, bit. yeah, yeah? Um, sometimes our bodies just need to slow down, and I I tell people, especially we talked about this in the holiday episode, really to allow your body some time to rest during this time.
1: Yeah, and I have been really tired. Yeah, just really tired because it's just that sorrow just takes a lot out mm-hmm. of you. Yep. And in general, you know, I've been working now and and been very upbeat at work and Mm -hmm. happy with the kids and right you know so and then at the end it it does kind of you need to just be able to turn it well then
7: you add all the things that your family has to do right now and you know more concerts and things that are going on with your kids and then baking and shopping and all the holiday things it's too much it's it's a lot yeah it's It's a a lot to manage all
1: right, did you have any other little snippets that you wanted no, to share today? I
7: just, I think when you don't have hope is to listen to this episode and borrow from other people oh. their hope. Because yeah. I think we don't want to give the expectation that everyone's going to feel it, uh-huh. but you can look and expect it because if it's happening for them, it can happen for me and I'm going to borrow from you. Um, I read somewhere that when they power goes out, you do not go and shut off all the lights and unplug everything because you won't know when the power's restored. So it's kind of the same thing with hope. Don't shut everything down because when the hope comes back, you won't know. So if you keep those lines open that someday I may get a message of hope or the song on the radio or the, you know, the ray of sunshine in the picture, whatever that is that God uses to touch us, we're open to it. We go, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. So I think just that expectant, um, see that it's out there. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Stephanie asked me after we were done recording, she said, yeah, I was wondering, I knew you'd had a really bad few days. I was wondering if you really wanted to do this. I was going to tell yeah. you, you don't have to do this. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm really glad I did mm-hmm. because I am taking other people's little messages of hope and um kind of grasping onto them too. Right. Yeah. You know, the wreath story just is beautiful. It is. Um there's another story that's coming up that is beautiful as
7: well. Oh, so, yeah. That's great. So, again, just f- figuring out who has some hope available to you and looking to their stories and yes, expecting that that too will happen for me that you will go a period of time with 4 days without crying without every day. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay all right thank you you're welcome
1: so the next guest i have on is actually talking to me over the phone a few days later because i heard her story at our grief support group Um, she is one of the facilitators and it is such an awesome story i just knew it had to be a part of this show so
6: thank you so much carrie for sharing this story with us as we have shared. Um, I had the gift of a son named Michael for 32 years who passed away five years ago, July 4th, and he was in the military. He was 11 years with the Navy and very proud to be in the Navy. He had two tours in Iraq and He had three years in Japan and several other places that he served. Unfortunately, five years ago, he did take his life on that July 4th. And so it's been a journey as any parent. As we all know. Correct. Mm -hmm. In my journey, I had heard of Reese Across America. It's a nonprofit organization and it's uh, funded through donations that purchase Reese that are placed once a year the same weekend in December across the United States at all the veterans cemeteries. So after a couple of years after Michael had passed away, I, I thought, you know, this is something I would really like to do because of the fact that I live in Michigan and Michael is buried as his wishes were to be buried in Arlington Cemetery. Since I couldn't travel to Arlington I wanted to volunteer locally for Wreaths Across America. So a couple of years ago, I started to do that. Two years ago was the first time I had gone, and, and I really felt it was a good experience for me, knowing that somebody mm-hmm. would be placing a wreath at Michael's grave, that I could do the same for other veterans in the Grand Rapids area. So then last year, my sister, who lives locally, Jan and I, she asked if we could do it together. So we went and did the Race Across America again at the local Veterans Cemetery in Grand Rapids. That was on a Saturday, and Sunday I went to church, and as I was leaving church, I noticed that there was a text thread going on with my two sisters. I have one sister that lives in California and then the one Mm -hmm. in Grand Rapids who I did the Reese Across America on the day before. They were talking in this text thread. And I noticed Reese Across America was part of the text and something about Trump. And then something else, a picture caught caught my eye that was sent. And then my one sister here in Grand Rapids said, what are the chances of that? And I thought, boy, I better pull over. You know, I, I, and just see Uh what this is all about. And so I pulled in a parking lot and I pulled up the text and I saw a picture and it was a snapshot from Fox News. And the headline read something about Race Across America. And Trump went to Arlington to acknowledge this organization. And I thought, oh, that's really cool, you know. So then, as I'm looking at the picture, I see there's one grave stone that you can kind of see some writing in it. So, as I'm looking at the text, I see that my sister had written, What are the chances of that? I enlarge the picture and out of What I thought originally was 200,000 graves in Arlington, but I actually Googled it this morning to see how many are in Arlington, and there's actually over 400,000 raised stones in Arlington. I enlarged the stone, the only one that you could see uh, writing, and it was my son's gravestone that said Michael Hayden Salberg. And I was just—that is just unbelievable. I, mercy, I I cannot to this day. I just am just floored. And the story continues where my sister was actually watching Fox News. The one, my sister in California, and she was watching it on her phone, knowing that Jan and I had done races across the So she was interested in the in the newscast. So she was watching it, and when Trump stopped to talk to the reporter she happened to catch a name and she thought it said Michael and she thought I'm just gonna pause this and just check and that's when she paused her phone and of all of all the gravestones there was Michael's. I mean, that's just so
1: unbelievable. And I remember you saying too that his gravestone is not in a really prominent area no, at all, right? No. It's kind
6: of tucked away. And yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And yeah. the second part of it was that when you visit a veteran's grave, it's customary to place either a stone or a coin on top of the gravestone to acknowledged that the veteran had been recognized or someone had paid respects to that veteran. So not only did Michael's grave have the wreath, but it also had a stone on top, which just made me feel so good that four years after he passed away, someone had paid respects to him personally that Mm -hmm. put a stone on top of the gravestone too. So it just brought mm-hmm. smiles to me last year. It brings smiles to me again this year that because Michael was the type that loved to be front and center. And so it was like, look, mom. And he was front and center in that TV front broadcast. Was Here me. I am. Yeah. So yes. thank you. For- and I,
1: I have that picture posted on the website. So I really want everybody to look at it because it is remarkable. That is the only gravestone that you can read the name, the only one out of 400,000.
6: And it was yours, your son. It was, it was. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just so, it was such a gift. It was a gift knowing he is not there, but it represents his time in the Navy, which he absolutely loved. But I know he's in heaven. And so I can smile by looking at that gravestone.
1: And it brought, I think, a little bit of hope to our grief support group last week. You just telling that story because it is a, such a challenging time. So to hear little stories like that are pretty amazing. So thank you so much for sharing with me that night and then for agreeing to share it with everyone today. Thanks, Marcy. Thank you. So now it's time for my wrap up, as I promised earlier. Um I wanted to save this until the end because I said earlier in the episode that I really wasn't feeling very hopeful and I really didn't even have a memory or a message of hope to share with the audience. And it's almost a blessing that I said that because a couple of days after I recorded, I did have a special blessing happen. So has... I think I've said earlier, Andy's favorite Bible verse was Psalm forty six ten. Be still and know that I am God. We have that on his gravestone at the cemetery, and he would say that all the time. I would have him say that when he was nervous about something. So he had a bracelet that was actually given to me by a friend of mine from Mud Love, and it just says, Be still and had a period at the end. And after Andy died, and we got home from the hospital, one of the very first things I did is I went in his room and I got that bracelet. And he never really wore it, but he always had it on his desk or by his bed and would think about it. And um, so I put it on immediately. And I wore it really almost every single day until the edge of the elastic frayed and it started to break and it was almost ready to just fall apart. So I have had it sitting up in the bathroom since then and I've had thoughts that I should get another one and to replace it so that I could still wear that, be still and be able to look on my wrist and see that. So what happened a couple of days after I recorded was I went into work and Michelle, who's a good friend of mine and one of the receptionists at my office, handed me a little package from um, Andy's old Bible study teacher who had actually spoken at his funeral. And I know that he, she knew that Be Still and Know That I Am God was his favorite Bible verse. And she had that exact bracelet in there as a gift for me. And she wrote a message that She saw this and thought of me and thought that I should have it. She did not know that Andy had one of those and that his was broken so that I could really no longer wear it. She didn't know that I was thinking I need to get on the website and try to order another one of those, but I just hadn't done it yet. She knew none of that, but she gave me that bracelet when I was in my low, low times And that really did give me some hope. And that, along with those other messages of hope that I got to hear from those other women, have really helped me. Um, I really took to heart Gwen saying, sometimes when you don't feel like you have any hope, you need to borrow it from somebody else. And that's what I was doing. And that's what I needed to do in order to get through the day of work and things like that but I immediately turned on that or put on that bracelet and I have been looking at that bracelet every day since then and whenever I'm feeling sad I say to myself be still and I know that Andy's there with me telling me that I can be still and I can make it through so I hope you enjoyed these messages of hope And I hope if you don't feel them or feel your own messages of hope, these can give you a little bit of hope.
0: Thanks for listening to Losing a Child, always Andy's mom. Please subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player. We are always looking for new show ideas. If you'd like to be a guest, know someone who'd be a great guest, or have a show idea, please email us at marcy at andysmom.com. Be sure to visit the webpage andysmom.com for more content, including Marcy's blog. There you can also sign up to receive updates via email. Together, let's work to inspire hope one day at a time.